Welcome to the Deep Dietitians Podcast, where Michelle and Lucy having raw and honest conversations. We want you to eat with confidence and feel empowered to take on your life without obsessing over food. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Deep Dietitians Podcast. We are so excited to talk to you guys today about something I feel like a lot of us have all struggled with in either the food and nutrition realm, the health realm, or just kind of anywhere. Whenever we want to um, make a change to a better version of ourselves, I think we're faced with this conundrum a lot. Um, Would you say, Mm -hmm. Lucy? I would definitely say so. Honestly, I hear a lot of people in my life talking about this. I work more with women, so I will say women, but I know that all genders also experience this, but I think it's so, so, so important. And I cannot wait to talk about this. Yeah. So I know everyone's probably like, what are they talking about? Even though I'm sure the the title of this episode will give it away, but yes, we're going to talk about all or nothing mentality and how to really learn how to, to break away with that specifically when it comes to how we set goals and we set these intentions for ourselves, but we get in our own way because of that all or nothing mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to dive into that in, a, in, a, in more detail in just a minute. But Lucy, why don't you tell us what kind of brought upon this topic and what you have going on in the works? Yeah. Fill us in because I'm super excited. Yeah. Well, thank you, Michelle. So this topic, like I wanted to talk about it because honestly, this is probably the bulk of work that I do with my clients is it's a lot of self-belief and learning how to follow through because there's these blocks like you talked about is like the all or nothing mindset. And so I see so many women, I say women in general, that's mostly who I work with, who they want to set really big goals that feel exciting to them, but they're hesitant because either they've set the goals before And then they don't follow through and then they feel bad about themselves. So then the next time they don't want to set the big goal because they know they're just going to beat themselves up. So a lot of it has to do with self-belief. And because I've seen this over and over and over again, I, (laughs) and then I talked to a client last night who was going through the exact same thing. I've been creating a fun course that is going to be taught live where I get to teach anybody who has wanted to work with me and get an infusion of self-belief. It's going to be really fun but that's what I'm going to be teaching. So Mm. it's not fully, fully planned out yet, but I have, you know, the idea and I have the mission, which is very much to like turn potentially your biggest obstacle into your source of strength. Because again, it's like, it's about ourselves. It's about a relationship to ourselves and like believing in yourself. So it's about learning how to believe in yourself so that you can transform your life and, and reach your goals and follow through for yourself and like actually do the things that you want to and start to feel good. So yes. That's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. So if anybody is excited about it, or if that really speaks to you, um, I'm sure I'll be hosting a free workshop sometime in the future. Again, details are being planned out, but if you're interested, if this speaks to you, please go to the link below and just add yourself to the wait list. You'll get everything that you need to know from that. But I'm super excited about it. And especially if anybody like doesn't feel like they need nutrition work specifically, but they want this type of like believing in yourself, being your own best friend and learning how to accept yourself where you are so that you can step into the next version of yourself. That's what it's all going to be about. So again, if that speaks to you, please join the waitlist. I would love to have you and talk to you. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. And, you know, again, like, I feel like that's so on brand with deep dietitians and the deeper work that goes beyond just like, Hey, like we know we should be eating like this or, you know, eating fruits and vegetables are healthy. And like all these things are good for our bodies. And yet if you are, have that difficulty in believing in yourself and you have that challenge of taking the the steps to get there because it's all or nothing, but that's not working for you. And like, you know, you're just kind of at a loss almost like there's a really good chance that you need something like your workshop and the course that it, you're in the, the works of creating, which I can't wait in your life because when we're stuck and we're met with resistance, I'll, nine out of 10 times, it doesn't really have anything to do with like, oh, because we don't know what to do or we don't have the right, you know, tools or food in front of us. It really goes back to our our minds that those roots Mm -hmm. in our head and those beliefs. So Mm -hmm. I think that's great. And we forget that like being successful with your nutrition, your mind, body and soul nourishment, it really goes back to do you believe that you can be successful and what do you believe it takes to be successful? So I think that's so awesome you're doing that and it's so necessary. So Aww. yay. Thanks, Everyone put, put your name on that list so you don't miss. <laughs> so you don't Thanks, miss a beat. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I'm so excited because, and maybe this is a good segue because my client yesterday, we were talking and this is like so much about what I see. It's like people like I'll use my client. She was saying, she's like, I like doing these things that you're telling me to do, which Michelle and I both give our clients like journal prompts and stuff like that, especially because like this one client in particular has a hard time sitting still and being with uncomfortable emotions. And that's really difficult, really difficult. And when I'm like, I think the easiest ways to like bring some curiosity into that and bring some awareness is to just, to just journal on it. And she's like, I would sit here on the surface level and tell you that I love journaling and that I want to do it. And yet it's been two weeks and I haven't really journaled. And so we were talking about it and I was like, do you feel like there's a right way to do it? And she was like, well, yeah, because then if I don't finish it the way that I want to, then I get disappointed in myself. And so she was explaining how much she beats herself up and she feels really bad and how she tells herself that she's not good at it. And then she's not consistent. And then she sees all the other areas in her life when she's inconsistent and she's such a failure in her own eyes. And I was like, do you see how putting all this pressure on yourself because of this all or nothing mentality is stopping you from even trying. And this is, I think, the core issue. And I know, Michelle, you have a lot to speak about <laughs> on this topic. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> because I'm sure you've seen clients with this too, right? Totally. So I, I want to actually even say like, yes, it's all or nothing. And everyone, you know, listening, if you've been listening and following us, you know, we talk about that a lot and how we have to learn to live in the gray. And that's the hard part. But I think what I'm hearing too, Lucy, more than anything, it's almost like that idea of perfection or like there's a perfect way to do things um, that actually stops us. So yes, in a way it's all or nothing. I guess it's like a a piece of all or nothing, but specifically I hear Mm. that we're talking about like perfectionism and like being Mm. a super critical. And yes, I can totally, (laughs) I can totally (laughs) speak to that because I think that you know, we have this false idea that if it's not perfect the way we want it to be in our head, it's not worth doing. Like, like your clients sharing, which is so real, by the way, of like, you know, kudos for her for uh, being aware of that and like sharing that with you. Like, Hey, like I really want to journal and I'm noticing this resistance. I'm not. And it's likely because 
if I don't do it just so, then it, it freaks me out. I don't even want to do it. Right. Or it doesn't, maybe she didn't say freaks her out, but it's like, then if I'm not going to do it perfectly and with the right pen, the right notebook at the right time of day, <laughs> sitting in the right area, then, you know, it's not even worth it. And yeah. I think that's where like the all or nothing come, like the, it all kind of wraps together. And I would imagine most people listening, we've all been faced with that in some area in our life. And I think we walk away from that rather than just trying and doing it because it's easier to just not deal with like the resistance or like, okay, what happens if it's not perfect? Yeah. So we're just like, we're not going to do it, but really we're doing ourselves less of a favor when we don't just kind of like do something. Right. I always say to my clients with usually when it comes to nutrition and you're mind, body, soul, nourishment journey, your health, like something is always better than nothing. Nine out of 10 times, you know? So just breaking out the journal, you know, or just attempting it, even if you're like, oh wait, I can't focus and I'm going to walk away. The fact that you just like started something new of like making time for it or telling your brain like, Hey, like at five o'clock, I'm going to do this. And you just at least go and sit down Mm-hmm. And get in the motion that goes lo- that goes along much further than we give ourselves credit and that we realize because we think, oh no, if you're not sitting down for th- it's like the gym, right? If I'm not going to the hardest trainer on the schedules <laughs> boot camp, then I'm not going to work out. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah, and you know what you're saying too, which I think it kind of goes hand in hand with this, and I think it's kind of the gateway to breaking out of this is having that dose of self-compassion because it's understandable that we want to be perfect. Like totally understandable because I think the idea is that we think that if we do it perfectly, then it shields us from shame or judgment or anything like that, especially Mm -hmm. from ourselves. And so we have to number one, understand that you will never be perfect. No one will ever be perfect. There is no such thing as perfection and we're going to just kill ourselves in pursuit of it. And how you react to when it's not perfect, i.e. you're in the gray zone, that is what makes all the difference. And I think because if you knew that if you just did something and you were to celebrate yourself instead of beat yourself up because you walked instead of ran, which who's to say one's better than another, that is that makes all the difference because then how you approach it and whether you put effort in or not, it's going to be so different, you know? Totally. I love a lot of what you said. I'm getting like Brene Brown vibes too from like daring. <laughs> what is it? Daring. Daring greatly. Daring right? greatly. John, daring greatly. All the things. <laughs> yes. Like I'm, I think you said something that is so true and we think like perfection. It's like, we have to be perfect. And I think we pursue that because of what you just said, which we think perfection shields us from shame and judgment. And I think that's why most of us, like no one wants to outward, like no one wants to go put their hand on the fire, at least consciously and like be ashamed and feel shame. It's like such a, you know, a vulnerable, horrible feeling at like when we feel shame, like no one wants that. So Mm -hmm. I think you're right for most of us. Perfection is a um, self-preserving thing that we think if we do it perfectly, then we don't have to deal with what the consequence of quote unquote messing it up looks like, or, you know, it not looking right. So I ha- that's why I have to do it perfect. And if it's not going to be perfect, I'm not going to do it at all because then I'll feel the shame. Mm-hmm. And what we don't realize is that I think we have to get comfortable with not being perfect and comfortable with breaking that thought of it's okay if you're not perfect 
who is, is someone actually really shaming you? And first of all, does it even like, who is that person in your life? But I think more often than not, is it just me shaming me because I'm not, you know what I mean? That's where that inner critic cycle comes from. It's like, is, are you actually being shamed for journaling for five minutes rather than one hour uninterrupted? You know, I know you're not doing that as a coach, right? And I always say to all my clients, like, this is a judgment-free zone. Like we're here for you. So, Mm -hmm. because I think feeling safe with things not looking perfect and giving yourself permission to not do things perfectly, just to freaking do it allows you to kind of break some of that stagnantness or like that resistance to just doing it. You know what I mean? And ironically, you know what I like, as you're talking, I'm like shielding yourself with perfectionism. It's just like preventing you from actually growing because when you make quote unquote mistakes, that's when you actually get better because you're like, oh, this is what I could change next time. And when you are in a place with yourself where you celebrate yourself for showing up instead of judging yourself for how you did it, especially didn't like, do it. Yeah. Or actually, mm-hmm. yeah. And or how you didn't do it. It's like, then you can be like on your side and say, Oh my God, I want to do better next time. Like this didn't work out. This did work out. How can we do it? So I, I feel good next time doing this, you know, it's just so ironic that we like hold ourselves in this place of like high perfection when it's like, if we want to get close to the idea of perfection, you have to be like bad at something first. Yes. No, I'm just laughing because I thought of the cliche of mm-hmm. what is it? Practice makes perfect. That's yep. the word. Yeah. Yep. And not that there's, you know, I agree. There's no such thing as perfect, but like, let's change that and be like, practice makes us our best. Right. And uh-huh. you we forget we're set up in the society where it's like, show up and look perfect. Like uh client and me were just talking today about her having friends who are like, they want to show up at the gym when they've lost the weight and they're in shape. Right. Because they're, and I think that just shows because there's that fear like, Oh my God, but like, what the hell is a gym for? Gym is to to get in shape. Right. So Uh if we don't feel safe until we're perfect, we're in trouble because how do we get quote unquote perfect or even let's replace that with like our best self or like the best way to do things what society doesn't highlight on Instagram or wherever is that, yeah, do you know how that person got there who looks great or, you know, take looks out of it, but who's thriving, who's, they practice their asses off or they, they showed up and they learned from everything they did. And and that's why I don't know about you, Lucy, but I get so inspired when like people who are seemingly at the top or like whatever, who are killing it in their area of expertise or whatever, just own the journey that like, they honestly own the journey that it took to get them there because it's like, there's just something about it where it's like, ah, like, thank you for that reminder. Like they didn't get there overnight or that person who has that, you know, killer morning routine that you see on Instagram or like whatever you hear, like maybe your client is thinking of like, oh my God, I wish that I can just be that girl or woman who wakes up, has a hot cup of tea journals on my balcony, like whatever. It's like, yeah, but you know how you really do that is just trial and error. Like what works, what doesn't. But yeah. we, in my opinion, live in a society who doesn't remind us of that step, that the, the way those people got to the top is because they just freaking stumbled, they started, they learned, and now they're like, they know what works and what doesn't work for them. And that's where their best self comes from. You don't yeah. get to perfection or your best self by just waiting until you feel perfect. You have to take the messy action. Yeah, it's so true. And uh, 
also to top that, it's like the people who are doing the things that look quote unquote perfect, which again, that's an illusion, but yeah. they know what, what works for them. They know what doesn't work for them. And they know why, because I think that's like another thing we forget. It's like, why would you strive to have the quote unquote, like Instagram, perfect morning routine when like, you don't care about journaling journaling doesn't work for it. I would, I mean, I think journaling, anybody could benefit from some form of journaling. I love journaling. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. this is the thing. Like I've had clients who are like, oh my God, I didn't meditate this morning and I felt like crap. So now I know, and I have the motivation and the contrast to see when I don't do it, I don't feel good. I would rather just show up and do something imperfectly instead of just not doing it at all because I think I need to be perfect because now I see why I'm either doing it or not doing it, you know? Totally. And I, I want to kind of like interject here with like a very real example about all or nothing and not having to do things perfect. And it's like, something is better than nothing. Exactly. Cause for me personally, like meditation is such a powerful practice. Like you were saying with like some of your clients, like, Oh wow. I realized how good it makes me feel. So now days where I'm still learning to, to be a little bit better with my time management, I can look at the clock and be like, you know, oh crap, I don't have time to do my full 15 minutes or whatever that is. So I'm just going to whatever. Or I could look at the clock and say, you know what though? I can do five minutes of breath work to do something, which is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't comfortable with that, because if in this area of my life, if I was like, no, it has to be perfect or it's not worth doing at all, which is, I feel like our culture, our society then I would miss out on at least having some of that inner regulation and then going into my day, you know, with more groundedness and peace, because we can look at that, you know, we can change our perspective and say, you know, what, something here is better than nothing. Same thing back to your client with the journaling, like, okay, you know what, I don't have an hour, but I have 15 minutes, like, and now guess what, we're realizing like, oh, that that felt good, even though it was 15 minutes. And like, look how much I can do with those 15 minutes. Like, so there's just so many benefits of like not letting that idea of perfection win and also not letting like all or nothing stop you. It's just, we, you don't go from zero to a hundred. I don't know. That's, that's my opinion. (laughs) So true. And like a food example too, that I'm like, I think is nice. I had a client, well, we're still working together, but this was actually like earlier on in her journey is that she went to like a party and she had a history of binge eating. And so she went to like her friend's party and she thought she ate enough. And all at, the only thing at her friend's party was like pizza. And she kind of had food rules around pizza, but she also just like didn't want it at the time. But she had known the experience of waiting until she was way too ravenous and then coming home at the end of the night and binging. And so I remember she voice noted me. She was like, I ate the pizza. And she's like, I, I ate like, like one slice and I came home and it was like so good. I didn't binge. And it was just like one of those things where something's better than nothing. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't perfect. It may not have been what she like intuitively wanted. And she might've even had some food fears around it anyway, but she still ate some, something instead of nothing and trying to be quote unquote perfect. And by doing that, she actually made a lot of progress in feeling confident and free in in her relationship with food and not binging. Mm-hmm. I think the gist of that too is like, it's like doing the best that you can with what you have, right? In the situation, like, and it sounds like for your client in that scenario, you know, it was either, okay, I'm going to go home absolutely ravenous, or I'm going to eat at least something, even though it's not my first choice, which do I want to do? Like what's, what's best for me in this scenario. And she chose 
a, a choice that sh she felt was best for her. And it sounded like ended up being best for her. And I think that's such a great example of what we don't know how to do. And I think that's like, in my opinion, like a feminine skill of like, <laughs> of learning how to dance, like without like the tangibleness of like black and white. But what yeah. I tell my clients, it's like, you have to learn how to dance, like with the rhythm of life and the scenarios, because I think we've all seen collectively what the past over the past year has brought to us. So if you're the other thing about like all or nothing mentality or perfection mentality, it's like, if you're waiting for the the conditions to be perfect, and we've talked about this before, like, you're going to be waiting for a long ass time. And like, guess what? Like, not only are you going to be making less progress because you're not willing to take messy action, but you're also going to miss out on a lot of valuable lessons along the way. And like, you'd be surprised like with what you learn in what I call those like valleys of, you know what? It's not ideal to journal for 15 minutes, but like, I'm like, I don't know. I can't think of an example right now, but yeah. just no, leaning into that and like taking messy action over like I have to be perfect to do it it's yeah. it's a waste of time in my opinion is to wait to be perfect no I agree because like what came to mind like as you say that it's like imagine if this client that we're talking about like she didn't eat the pizza and then she went home and she binged and you're not like living I mean, you're technically living real life, but like she could have like binged and then gone right back into the binge restrict cycle and been like, I'm going to be perfect on Monday, you know, like, and gone back to this like idealistic world where everything's perfect. And like, again, waiting for conditions to be perfect. And like, you don't grow, you just stay stagnant in that place where you're like idealizing about like the, per the perfect conditions when like, no, but this wasn't the right time. Next time it'll be perfect versus being like, okay, what can I change this time? What can I do? You know, like, and being messy, being in the gray zone, being in the quote unquote low, it's like, that's where you actually are living life. And that's where it like, even though it might seem worse from the outside, it feels better when your feet are on the ground and you're learning to do better because you know, you're actually showing up for yourself and you are going to get better when you show up for yourself. Like you're going to be getting better in the sense of like, you're going to feel better about what you're doing and you're going to feel closer to how you want to be acting and feeling and all the things. Totally. And the only way to know how to do that is if you take action, if you try things out while you're, while the conditions aren't perfect. Yeah. Right. I feel like the best, <laughs> this isn't what I was going to say, but I think like the Navy SEALs or some, or like, you know, they're, they're training, right. You don't, they don't train in the perfect of conditions. They train in the toughest of conditions. So yeah. is this a weird parallel? I don't even know. I, no, I like it. I like it. Like, think of how much like you learn when the, when the things are tough and something that I reminded myself of in the past year or two is like all these protocols or policies that, and some that are just in life in general, workplaces, wherever um, companies, like good companies, whatever, nine out of 10 times, just like what I've observed, those policies or those rules, those guidelines that are um, help the company and business. How do you think those came about? They weren't, they nine out of 10 times, those things came about from accidents, from error, from whatever it is, like from a, you know, quote unquote valley where someone dropped the ball or whatever. Like, so when you were in a tough part of your life, rather than being like, you know what, I'm not going to take any action and I'm not going to try to even nourish my body, try to calm my mind in the morning. Cause I'm going to wait for the storm to pass rather than that. Think about like, Hmm, like what can I, what can I acquire during this time? And like, just get curious and creative um, because you'd be surprised 
from what you learn then that you can then implement when you're kind of on a like on the up does do you know what I'm saying or am I not translating it out of my brain (laughs) because this is what I'm realizing and this is just like from my own personal experience which is like when I feel like my worst when I feel like the conditions are my are the worst and I put effort in for myself whether it's like making a nourishing choice with food or movement or stillness meditation whatever it is even if it isn't perfect and even if it doesn't work when I take action for myself in the lowest of lows I love myself so much more. Like it makes so much more of a difference than the times where everything's perfect. Conditions are great. And I'm just like, woohoo. Like it doesn't make a difference as much as when I'm feeling crappy, something is terrible going on in my life. I'm grieving, whatever it is. And I show up for myself in that moment. Even if it's messy, it feels amazing. And that's where you learn. So when conditions are wonderful, it's like, oh, easy peasy. I got this, you know? A hundred percent. And I would say exactly. And then when the conditions are perfect, you're like, oh yeah. Cause you're so seasoned at that point. And I wouldn't even say too, like, even if it doesn't feel amazing, um, cause some people might be like, it doesn't feel amazing for me or whatever. Yeah. I would still say like, it's necessary though. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I just feel like <laughs> you have to, this is the thing like with nutrition and that's why you can't wait for the nutrition and just nourishment, nourishing your, your mind, body, and soul. Like you can't wait for the conditions to be perfect. This isn't like, I'm going to wait to paint my car when it's not a rainy day. I don't even know who the hell paints their car, but you know what I mean? Like (laughs) you don't have a, like you're always having to nourish yourself. So like, I, I don't know about anyone else's life, but like for the past two years, it's been rough. So it's like, you just have to figure out how to dance and drive in the rain. Like the, what's that movie that's so cute with the dog with the hot guy from this is us the art of racing in the rain <laughs> like you can't wait for the storm that like you have to figure it out so like and no one's saying you have to like bulldoze yourself through but like you just have to be open and willing to get rid yeah. of the idea that like there's a perfect time to do it and it has to be all or nothing there is no yeah. better day than today in this moment to start giving your body your mind your soul the nourishment that it needs and the thing, like, as you say that, it's like the conditions are never going to be perfect and we can't control them. But you know what you can change is your internal conditions. You can change how you talk to yourself. You can change if you judge yourself or where you are. Cause I think that's what stops a lot of people too, is like, if you take messy action, then you have to acknowledge where you are, where you feel bad about your body. You feel bad about how you're eating. You feel bad about your life. Like if you change the internal conditions to say, Hey girl, Hey, whoever I'm going to love you unconditionally. Like I'm still going to be so excited to be with you right now in this low we're going to figure it out. You know, like that's, I, I mean, that's for me, what I think when you change those internal conditions and how you see yourself in that low, it helps you take action, even though you don't want to. And even though it may not feel great at first, mm-hmm. you know that you can stick it out because you've changed how you see yourself. You know that you're going to be kind to yourself. You know that like, it's going to pay off and you remind yourself of that, you know? Totally. And I think something for people who are like words, like I know I do, you know, remind yourself of this affirmation or this mantra of whenever you feel like paralyzed, like, you know, it's all or nothing, or my inner critic is like, it has to be perfect. I sometimes just saying the words like to myself, like you can't mess this up. You literally can't mess this up. It Mm -hmm. just kind of is like a wave of like emotional relief that kind of pours off of you. And you're like, oh yeah. Like if you're like, oh, well, I want to work out, but it has to be this or it has to be that. And it's like, Michelle, like you just move, go move your body. Like you really can't mess that up. And then you're just like, Oh, all right. And then you can go take a walk and like 
for me, and that this is why it's good to know yourself and what motivates you and what can help you move through your blocks. It's like, then that's all I need. And it's like that, that brings my butt out the door onto the pavement to go for a run or to go for a walk. But the point is, is that you have to kind of, I feel like have that self-talk or like you said, have that inner change, the inner conditions to get somewhere. So just relieve yourself of that all or nothing mentality and perfection. And usually that always starts in our mind. So what's, what's your mantra that you would tell yourself? Like, that's what I would, how can you remind yourself of like, you know, something's better than nothing. You can't mess this up. Messy action. Like what are things that motivate you? Um, Five minutes is better than nothing. Like for your client with the journal, like, you know what I mean? Like what, (laughs) like, I think that that self-talk is really important. It's true. And my client, she said something which I loved. I was like, damn, this is so good. So I want everyone to hear it, which is, she was like, we always say like progress over perfection. And she was like, what about practice over perfection? Because that leaves a lot of room for like messing up, leading to it being, you know, progress, leading to progress. So she was like practice over perfection. So I'm I'm going to offer that up as well. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, again, like we said earlier, it's almost like it might be an obvious reminder, but I know I needed to hear it. It's like, how do you expect to get to that version of you that's journaling for 60 minutes? I, we keep going back. I keep going back to that example, <laughs> but like who is journaling with that beautiful morning routine that feels really good or who's yeah. running in the, the marathon that you want to run in? How do you expect to get there? You have to do the, you have to do some kind of, you have to practice. Like she's saying, like you have to take some kind of action and practice And that's why I feel like more than anything, the thing that's going to stop you from getting to the version of who you are is your inner critic saying, no, it's not good enough. Wait until you're ready. And like all that stuff like that, it's not your capability. Like you, I believe we can all evolve and acquire the skills and do the things to become who we want to be, but it's your mind that's going to stop you and that inner critic more than anything so yeah, like practice, you have to take action and, and practice in order to get there. It's so true. So takeaway from this, <laughs> from this entire conversation is like practice and perfect practice, messy practice and some self-compassion and celebrating yourself along the way goes a long way. And honestly, feels better in the end than trying to be perfect. Yes, I, I know. I think the big takeaway is to kind of remind you about the back scenes, the behind the scenes of wherever the people who you might admire or the things that you want is to remember, like, how do you get there? Well, it's from taking messy action. It's from dealing with your inner critic that says, oh no, you have to be perfect first in order to do it or whatever. If it's not perfect, just don't even bother. It's overcoming that. So like, number one, know that the reality is people don't just get there overnight. Number two, how are you going to deal with your inner critic and overcome that? And then number three, there's really no such thing as perfect anyways. (laughs) So like, are you even like, what we're chasing is really the best version of ourselves. And the best version of ourselves is acquired from taking action, from overcoming our inner critic. So and the best version of yourself, it doesn't have to be a hundred steps from where you are right now. Like the best version of yourself, like even an even like upgraded version of yourself, if you will, is one step ahead of where you are right now. Like you only need to be one step ahead, like one step forward is really all you need. And again, I think the perfectionist 
side of us can be like, but I'm going to need to be like a hundred light years from here. And it's like, literally just do one thing better than you did yesterday in a way that you approve of more or feels better or whatever. And you're already on your way. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think like, just like a example to illustrate it for everyone. It's like, think about what do they say? Like, if you just do one thing each day, you let's say you do one little thing each day by the end of the year that's 365 things that's a lot for the end of the year versus you not doing anything until you wait until you feel ready so Mm -hmm. that maybe at the last leg of the year you do a couple things but if you just can give yourself the permission to just do one little thing you'll in the end you'll have a lot more and it's the same thing with your nutrition with your health I think so many people get stuck with their nutrition because they're waiting to go to Whole Foods on a Sunday to have all the energy in the world to meal prep at like, and to cook seven meals in a row. And it's like, wait, what? And then that ne- that day doesn't really come for, I don't know about you. I never do that. So I nope. like, for, like, you know, <laughs> if, if I could just go to the store on Thursday, like after work, grab a couple things for the next three days, then what do you have? You have a little bit of meal prep and you're, you have more for that upcoming week than you ever did by telling yourself the only reason, the only way you can meal prep and go to the store is if it's under those conditions. So just like learn how to dance in the flexibility and like in the gray and say, shoo, shoo to all or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Shoo, shoo. (laughs) I'll go now. (laughs) And this is reminding me, I think that you and I talked about this in our episode around the holidays, about being flexible around the holidays, which is honestly a mindset and a skill that you can bring to the entire year, because it's very much this where it's like, okay, well, if conditions aren't perfect, how do we still accomplish what I want and getting into that mindset? So I encourage anybody to go and listen back to that one. Yes. Adaptability in the, like, not to get all geeky for a second, but like one of the things in, in the research when I was finishing my, my paper for my master's was with intuitive eaters and just with health, quote unquote, healthy people in general, it's the skill to, the, the skill And the ability to adapt to your conditions of like, okay, like I'm at a barbecue, you know, it's not necessarily like what your client did with the pizza and the ability Mm -hmm. to like, look around and be like, make the best out of that condition. That was a key that was linked to success, like with people um, having better health, having better relationship with food, being more intuitive eaters. So Mm -hmm. it's again, like one of those intangible things that I love, like, but that we just don't like verbalize and talk about the importance of like, it's not how well can you follow the meal plan? It's like, how well can you make peace with the uncomfortableness of a situation? How well can you say, Hmm, I don't have X, Y, and Z, but I have A, B, and C. So how can I make A, B, and C the best, the next best thing next to X, Y, and Z. So practice that skill y'all, because that is so important with like just taking good care of yourself. Mm. I love it, Michelle. That's just perfect. <laughs> a, I drank a whole like medium ice <laughs> coffee, guys. Like, so I feel like the caffeine went straight to my head today. So I, hope. I think that's a great place to end. If anybody like, if this resonates with you, this is tr- like truly. I see this in so many of my clients, like the adaptability, like the self forgiveness, like not being perfect. Like truly, that's where the pedal hits the metal and that's where things start to get really, really good. So I really yes. encourage you that something like you're afraid of just like, what would it be like to try? Like, what would it be like to, to just try for like one day, one meal or something like that? Like try to be like messy and perfect and celebrate yourself for it. I think that'd be pretty cool. Totally. And we want to celebrate with you. So if you do this, let us know, send us a DM on Instagram, the deep dietitians, 
Mm. We want to shout you out. We want to show you some love and we'd love to kind of hear what your thoughts are or even, you know, encourage you to take a moment to recall when you did live in the gray and how you did benefit from that. Create that evidence for your logical mind. That's going to be your best ammo for your inner critic and that inner perfectionist who's like, no, you got to wait till you're ready or till it's perfect. Like right now, like do a brain dump. What were the times in your life where you're like, you know what? I'm not super ready or like, no, I can't do a hour and a half workout, but like, I'm going to do this instead. And that you felt really grateful that you did something like write it out. Like it is worth doing that, like taking that intentional step. It's so true. Can't say it enough. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you guys tuning in. If you haven't already subscribed or liked or left us a rating, please do so. We appreciate that more than you know. It is very true. And please share this with a friend if you found it valuable and or you think someone in your life needs to hear it. Yes. And until next time, guys, we will talk to you soon. Have a great day and a great rest of your week. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Deep Dietitians podcast. Michelle and I would love to connect with you over on Instagram. You can find us at Deep Dietitians. And please DM us or take a screenshot of this episode and tag us in it. Let us know what you think. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and share this episode with a friend if you think they would find value in it or if you yourself thought it was interesting. We look forward to talking to you on the next episode. And until then, stay connected with yourself. Oh, 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 oh,